You see what kind of person Jesus is? He ain't no hater. He ain't, he ain't no hater like some of us. Some of us only want the people that follow us to do less than us. Jesus said, I'm not only going to let you follow me and let you do what I do, but you're going to do greater than me. You're going to be bigger than me. You're going to preach better than me. You're going to teach. You're going to save more souls than me. You're going to greater works, he said. All right. Well, let's look at John chapter 14, starting at verse 8. Amen. And Sambut, I'm going to be reading until about verse 14. I don't know if I gave you that, but let's go ahead and look at that. Hallelujah. Feel like I'm forgetting something. Amen. Ministers, am I forgetting anything? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. We good. All right. All right. So let's look at it here. Bible says, Philip saying unto him, Lord, show us the father and it sufficed us. Jesus said unto him, have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me? Philip, uh, Philip, he, he, he that had seen me had seen the Father, and how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, and he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works sake. Verse 12, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. <clears throat> and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Father, we thank you for your word and your grace already here in this room. We pray in the name of Yahshua that you would bless this word to sharpen, to edify, to build up, and also to save your people. And we just thank you for it. And we pray that at the end of the day, you get glory. At the end of the day, you get more worshipers, more praise, more adoration, God, because it is all about you. And so we just pray that you would do it. Put a hedge of protection around this place. Bind every spirit contrary to yours from this holy ground, King, the perimeter of this property, to the perimeter of this property, above, beneath, around, in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, y'all, after Jesus proves his deity, that he is God, in verses uh, 8, 9, 10, and 11. Yahshua says something quite amazing, though. Just absolutely amazing, Deacon Carl. He says, verily, verily, in verse 12, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, Yahshua says, the works that I do shall he do also. All right? And greater works than these shall he do. Why? Because I go unto my father this right here is amazing and judging from the context because we have so many people that try to uh, 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 translate the word but don't take context into mind because of the context Jesus is saying the very works that prove that me and the father are one the very works that prove Huh? That I am in the Father and the Father is in me. We talked about those works, those healings, those, those miracles, signs, and wonders. He says those very works. He says, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, huh? 
shall he do also. Those works. Those works. He's talking about miracles, about signs, and about wonders. And about his people having access to those miracles, signs, and wonders. I don't know about you, but this word right here, if you receive and you allow all false doctrine to come out of your mind, all the unbelief of men to come out of your mind, all the education of so-called knowledge in these biblical seminaries and universities, if you allow those things to come out of your mind and you just receive the word at face value, if you get this today, your life will never be the same. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this place. Because the reason why miracle signs and wonders not happening is because for some reason you don't believe this verse. And for those of us that God is doing miracles through, we take this verse at face value. If he said I'm going to do what he did, then I'm going to do what he did. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this place. Huh? And for the Hebrews as a people. This right here, Deaconess Leola, I believe is going to be one of the centerpieces to our revival. Not only will the capital be confirmation and our uprising, amen, be the confirmation, but God is going to show that he is with the Hebrew church. How? Miracles, signs, and wonders. Because when you understand what the reason the, the, the reason for being behind miracle signs and wonders, then you will understand what there is a real move of God. God will always accompany a real move with his power. Anybody hear me up in here? With his power. Things are going to happen out of the ordinary. God is going to break the laws of nature, of science, of expectations, He's going to do things, amen, that are supernatural when there's a move of God. When God is in a place, laws are broken. Anybody hear me up in here? When God is in a place, amen, hallelujah, you won't believe your eyes. You won't believe your ears. <laughs> you won't believe, hallelujah, listen, hallelujah, if it comes to your heart, you won't even believe it. Hallelujah. For eyes have not seen, ears that have not heard, neither entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. Anybody hear me up in here? And so we're going to talk about miracles this morning. And so we have three points this morning. He that believeth in me. Second point, the works that I do. Third point, shall he do also and i'm excited about this scripture amen because this is where i live this is my residence like i heard said before this is my residence this is where pastor omar lives this is where i live i live in this text right here that whatever i see jesus do i have the authority i have the power I have, hallelujah, everything I need to get those same works accomplished through the power that of the Most High. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. This is where I live, Misha. This is where I live. And I accept it at face value. And I walk in it. The works that 
I do, Jesus says, shall he do also. Let's get to the first point. He that believe it in me. Look at verse 12. Let's get to it. Jesus says, verily, verily. Huh? And in the text, that verily, verily means truly, truly. Huh? In the hood, it would mean for sure. All right? It would mean the, 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 the kids, they say no cap. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm not exaggerating. No cap. I ain't, you know, I ain't bragging. I ain't posting. No cap. All right? And that's how Jesus would be. Be like, y'all, no cap. All right? In Atlanta, like, they like to say facts. You understand what I'm saying? Huh? And when you're talking and, and you're saying something true, they say, y'all say it for me, say facts. That's what they say. And so Jesus would be, hallelujah, Jesus would be up in that very, very, very. Peter would, Peter would be like, facts. <laughs> Anybody hear me up in here? Yeah, somebody else would be like, bruh. Huh? Yeah, yeah, that's what verily, verily mean. It's facts. I ain't lying, for sure, for sure. You see? And Jesus, he's telling us that twice because he really wants you to get this. That this is not a lie. This is straight facts. He said, he that believeth on me. That Greek believe right there is the Greek word pistos. All right. And that means, amen, to have faith. It means to really believe. All right. And we've talked with you before about how deep that belief is. It has three elements. Knowledge, agreement. And trust, notitia, ascensus, and fiducia. In order for you to really believe in something, all of those three elements have to be there. You can't believe in something you don't know. And so Jesus says, in order for you to do miracles, you got to believe in me. And what does that mean? You got to know me. You got to know my life and what it was about. You got to know that I was holy, Jesus is saying. You got to know Jesus is saying that, hallelujah, hallelujah, I died on the cross for all of your sins. You got to know that they buried me. And what do we say? And in three days, he did what? He rose again. Anybody hear me up in here? That's some things you got to know. And you got to know that his death on Calvary paid for all of your sins. That's what we just sung about when we was talking about a ransom. You owed God, you owed sin, you owed the grave, you owed hell. And every single person wanted payment. Isaiah says that hell was open wide under your feet while you was walking. Because it was ready for payment. What did hell want? Your soul. What did sin want? Death. What did God the Father want? Justice. And Jesus Christ paid all of those things on Calvary. Anybody hear me up in here? Hallelujah. That's exactly what he did. Hallelujah. And you have to know that. And know that salvation, you making it to heaven, is not based upon what you do, but based upon what he did. Get that in your heart. That you good, being a good person don't get you in. All right, because your your righteousness to God is as filthy rags. All right, but it's what Yahshua did that get you in. So listen good, because this is class right here. And you're going to take a test when you get up to those gates of heaven. And they're going to ask you, why should I let you in? Don't you dare talk about all the good works you did. I paid this one bill and I, I cooked for this one and I, I went visit this one in the hospital. Huh? 
Jesus ain't going to say facts. He's going to say lies. Lies and deception. But I did do it. Yeah, you did it. But that's not enough to get you in. This is class. Study. Pay attention. Take notes. When you get to the gates, why should I let you, well, let you in? Because Jesus died on Calvary. Woo! And saved the wretch like you and me. That's love. Anybody hear me up here? The angels going to start singing, and that's not how. <laughs> the story ends. Because in three days, he rose again. Heaven going to start singing. That's love. I can see Gabriel. No, Gabriel got a little black in him. But listen, we get in by what he did. Have that answer prepared in your heart. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. Come on, give him some praise up in this place. That's why we're so thankful. We get in for free based upon what he did. And you got to know that. That's the first step of belief. You not only have to know it, you got to agree with it. You got to say facts. <laughs> when God say you a sinner, what you say? Facts. When God say you was on your way to hell, what you say? Facts. When God say he died for your sins, what you say? When God say, hallelujah, his blood paid for all your sins, what you say? When he said that his blood is the only way that you get in, what you say? And that's all you need to know. Anybody hear me up in here? And so we know and we agree with those things. Huh? And then we trust in it. We sit down and we rest in it. We don't get worried. We don't get nervous. We put all our weight in it. We absolutely trust in it. Charles Spurgeon used to tell the story, amen, of, of the world being a ship that's sinking. All right? And some of y'all get nervous already. I don't know how to swim, Pastor. It's going down. That's right. It is. It is. Huh? And the world is sinking. The world is going to hell in a handbasket. And everybody that's on it is going to perish. But can I tell you that God, huh? He put a lifeboat on that ship. Anybody hear me up in here? He put a lifeboat. All right? And it's only one of them. All the rest of them are broken. All the rest of them have holes in it. And if you can look around the ship, amen, just by illustration, just by story, just by imagination, you look around the ship and there's the lifeboat of you. You saving yourself and getting yourself to save, safety, getting yourself to heaven. That boat got a hole in it. Huh? And then there's your mom and your daddy. If I just listen to everything they say, do it, do what I didn't need me to do. How do that's going to get me to safety? No, no, no. That one is broken as well. Huh? Then there's religion. If I could be a part of this church or under this pastor or in this denomination, guess what? That boat is broken and busted as well. Huh? And you look around and there's one ship that's beautiful. And it's painted red. And it's got Yahshua Jesus on the side of it. He the only boat that can get us to safety. He the only one that can allow us to, to survive. Amen. This this ship that's capsizing when you trust in Jesus, huh? It means that you forsake all the other lifeboats that's on the ship 
and you put yourself and your family in that one red boat with Yahshua Jesus on the side of it and a cross that says on the painted on it and you get in there and you sit in there and you say if this boat don't take me to safety nothing will anybody hear me up in here that's trust that's trust and that's what we talking about see the chair you sitting on this morning you trust that chair you ain't worried about if it fall or break or nothing. No, you got all your weight on it. Some of y'all a hundred pound. Some of y'all a hundred fifty pound. Others of y'all, can I get a? I, I'm gonna just stop right there. But listen. But you sitting on that chair, and guess what you're doing? You trusting that chair. You believing in that chair. And Jesus is saying this morning, if you would just trust me. Like you trust the chair you sit on. Give me all your weight. Don't rely upon nothing else. Rest in me. You see, if that chair don't hold you, you're going to hit the floor. Trust Jesus like that. Trust the cross like that. Trust the blood like that. Say, Lord, I trust in you to get me to heaven and I don't need nobody else. Come on, give him praise up in this place. He said that he that believeth in me is the saved, is the ones that know him, agree with him, that trust in him. He said he that believeth in me, that's the one that's going to do miracles. And so in a lot of cases, salvation is where you want to be, hallelujah, to be a miracle worker like Jesus. A lot of people, amen, hallelujah, they want the miracles, hallelujah, but hey, they don't want the salvation. No, you got to get the salvation first in Yahshua Jesus' name. Come on, give God some praise. Amen. Now, you know, I'm an attorney also by trade, so I got to give you some fine print right here. All right. All right. The truth is in the scripture, can I be real with you, that there are un some unsaved people that do miracles, too. They don't know the Lord, but the Lord that they don't know do miracles through their hands. Who can anybody hear me up in here? All right. I'm just keeping it real. I'm trying to teach the Bible, the whole counsel of the Bible. Huh? Hallelujah. And in Matthew 7 and 21, we see it there. Jesus says, not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that do the will of my father, which is in heaven. He goes down. Hallelujah. Talking about the unsaved. Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name huh and in thy name cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works so these people they prophesied they cast out devils and they done did many marvelous wonderful works like healing people and everything else and you would think that those people are saved huh and jesus never corrects them and say no you didn't do those things all right but what does Jesus say to these people? He says in 23, and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Huh? Not that they were saved and they lost their salvation. Jesus said, you never were saved. You did the works, but you were never saved. I never knew you. Depart from me. I never knew you. Ye that work what? Iniquity. Right? Because the saved don't work iniquity, y'all. Why? Because we born again. And the things we used to do, we can't do no more. Anybody hear me up in here? A wonderful change have come over me. 
Huh? Everybody that's in Christ, the Bible says, is a new creature. What? Old things are what? Passed away. All things have become what? New. So we don't work iniquity. So the sign that they unsave is that they work iniquity. The sign that they unsave is that they don't do the works of the Father. Huh? And Jesus said, these people, these unsaved folk were still prophesying in his name, were still casting out devils, and were still doing many mighty, wonderful works. I got a word for you today. We should be ashamed as the church. Because unbelievers believe more than the church sometimes. How in the world are you going to be a believer and let an unbeliever heal somebody and you can't? You unbeliever, let, uh, you let an unbeliever cast out a, a devil and you can't. You let an unbeliever believe for provision and it come through and you can't. Huh? We should be ashamed as the church. But Jesus said in the last days, he said, shall I find faith on the earth? In these last days that we in, this is going to be the struggle, the wrestling match. If we can keep our faith in God. And our faith in his word. If he said it, that should settle it. Hallelujah, we should believe it, and that should settle it. Anybody hear me up there? But in the last days, even the church won't believe. And here we have unbelievers. Hey, God, raising the dead. Unbelievers healing and unbelievers healing arms and legs and blindness and cancer. Hey, unbelievers doing it. Some that y'all watch on TV, they ain't real, real believers, but they still doing miracles. Huh? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Judas? Judas was an example like that. Judas wasn't saved, but Judas was doing all the works that the other apostles was doing. How you know, Pastor? Well, when Jesus said one going to betray him, nobody knew who it was. Because Judas was doing everything that everybody else was doing. If Judas wasn't healing, wasn't casting out devil, he they would they would have said, somebody gonna betray him. Oh, it's Judas. <laughs> He can't pull water straight. You understand? He can't do nothing. He can't heal nothing. He can't prophesy. He don't, he, well, he's not connected to God at all. It's going to be Judas. No, Judas was doing everything. He was healing. He was preaching. He was prophesying. How in the world an unbeliever going to do works that the church not willing to do? Come on, give God some praise for that conviction. Huh? Huh? And I'm telling you, saved is the, is the best part, all right? Because in Luke 10 and, and 20, Jesus tell him, he, and that's why he was saying that. And, and he, you know, Jesus was throwing some shade on, on Judas a little bit because the, the disciples come back, they was rejoicing. They say, Lord, even the spirits subject to us. Not just disease, he said, even the spirits, they subject to us. They, they, they listen to what we're saying because of what you did, you gave us. He said, yeah, that's great, but notwithstanding in this, rejoice. He said, rejoice not in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Anybody hear me up in here? He said, be happy that you're saved. Because they got a lot of people that could cast out devils and heal. But it don't mean that they go into heaven when it's over. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. All right. So we got to strive to be saved and do miracles. And do signs and one. And that, hallelujah, revolves around our belief. He that believeth in me. 
You see, the unsaved person huh, that doing miracles, you know what they have on us sometimes? They believe the words of Christ. They might not believe that he died for their sins. They might not believe that he rose again. They might not believe that his death paid all. But they believe when Jesus said the works that I do shall you do also. They believe that in his name miracles happen. I wonder when the church going to start believing that. Ooh, come on, give him some praise up in here. All right, let's keep moving. He that believeth on me, Jesus says. Second point, the works that I do. Y'all still up out there? The works that I do. Let's just let this word soak into us. Let's put aside our religion. Our Catholic, our Baptist, our Pentecostal. Let's put that all aside and let's just do Bible this morning. Can we just do Bible this morning? You see? Because people teach you things that they can't do. And many preachers and pastors don't want this text, amen, to be a reality because they're not operating in it. And so they teach you it that it's not true so that they will not have to confront their unbelief in an almighty God. Anybody hear me up in here? Huh? Huh? You can only reproduce what you are. Anybody hear me up in here? And a lot of preachers and pastors can't produce miracle workers because they don't believe in miracles themselves. You see? But your shepherd here believe in miracles. And I believe in a miracle worker. And I done seen him do many things with my own eyes that, hallelujah, go against all nature, all laws of science. Raise the very dead in my presence on the machines. Can't understand why. Doctors come and take the machines off. We done had a breakthrough. Anybody hear me up in here? Woo! Miracle worker. He says the works that I do. Now, Jesus is saying, hallelujah, the works that I do. The word for works here is ergon. And we get our English word ergonomics, the study of work and the study of work environment. That's why when you go to buy a charity or a computer keyboard, they say it's ergonomically sound. huh? And us black folks say, ergo what? Ergo what? <laughs> huh? It's good for work. huh? That chair is good for work, sitting on for long periods. This keyboard is good for work. huh? And so that's where we get that word from. And so that word ergon has two different meanings. Huh? Jesus says the works that I do, the ergon that I do. Uh, that word ergon means the business that I do. The enterprise that I'm a part of. The, the, the undertaking that I have taken on. That's what it means, the first part. Jesus is saying the business that I do, shall you do also. Well, what business was Jesus about? Did he work for Walmart? Huh? Sonic? McDonald's? Huh? Did he work for Southwest Linden? Huh? Huh? John, what's your brick company? Huh? What's the brick company name? Huh? Did he work for Benoit Masonry? Did he, did he do that? Was Jesus a, ba a bricklayer? Huh? What was, was Jesus' business? He was about what? Uh, Deacon Chasson, the... That's the business Jesus was about. The Father's business. Now, what's the father's business? The souls of men. Woo! 
How you know that? Well, it tells us. Jesus said, I've come to seek and to save that which is lost. That's the business Jesus was about. That's the father's business. He wasn't here to come get himself rich. He wasn't here to come get himself a name. He wasn't here to dress the best. He wasn't here to win some political appointment. No, he was about the father's business, which is the souls of men. Come on, give y'all some praise. What Jesus is saying ergonomically, what we can take this as, uh, looking at the first part of the definition, the works that I do, the business that I'm a part of, the enterprise that I do, the undertaking that I have undertaken, shall you do also. What was his undertaking? Jesus is saying, listen, if I'm about the father's business, which is about the souls of men, then my people should be about the souls of men as well. The works that I do, shall you do also. Every believer should be about the work of Jesus. Saving souls. Bringing people to the kingdom. One of the words that this is uh, 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 cap encapsulizes this concept is the word evangelism. Say that with me. Evangelism. Huh? And some of y'all saying, well, I know Evangelion Paris and I know the school Evangelion on Mar Street. Huh? That's just named after a biblical concept. Evangelism. Which means to spread the good news. What good news? That Jesus died for our sins and that he rose again. Anybody hear me up in here? So Jesus is when he when he begins, he said, the works that I do, the first part of that meaning is the business that I'm a part of. You are part of that business, too. When you get saved, you, you hide on. You are part of the corporation. You come up in there, you fill out your application. Huh? He give you a uniform. You get the company logo. And you got to do the company work. All right. And some of y'all don't work for companies before. And you sell that food. You cook that food. You push that paper. You do whatever the company says. Can I tell you that spiritually you are part of a company? Huh? The company of the most high. Woo! Woo! Anybody hear me up in here? And, and, and what's, the, what's the company all about? The company is about the souls of men. Come on, I'm going to run through some scriptures right quick. Acts 13 and 47. Huh? Going through some scriptures telling us our company policy. Huh? For so had the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light to the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. Your job in the company is salvation. Salvation. Huh? Although you a salvation army. You a salvation army. That's why they named it that. You are army to go out and bring salvation. Where? To Lafayette? To Calcasieu? Huh? To Bogalusa? Huh? How far? To the ends of the earth. So if he tell you go to Atlanta, where you going? Atlanta. If he tell you to go to the Bahamas, where you going? Oh, people saying, Lord, tell me, go, Lord. Ooh, God. Ooh, Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I wanna. <laughs> huh? Yeah, 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 that's what y'all said. But that's the way we gotta be. Wherever he said go, Deacon John, we go. Because we are salvation army, and we take this salvation to the what? To the ends of the earth. 
They won't, won't know why I'm moving from city to city. They don't know their Bible. They don't know their Bible. Show your ignorance and speak against taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. Is he not worthy of this commission? How far should I go for the one who done saved my soul? Is there any distance, any money, any labor, any fatigue that's not worthy of him saving my soul? And that's the heart you got to have. You got to take this gospel for God. This is the father's business. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this house. In Matthew 28 and 19, he says, go, therefore, and teach all nations. And as you take it, Marshall, just don't talk to black people. He said, take it to who? All nations. Chinese, Vietnamese, white. Hey, God, black. Huh? Everybody got to get this. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Teaching them all things that I done taught you. This gospel goes, hallelujah, everywhere on the face of the planet to every nation. This is our great commission. Anybody hear me up in here? All right. Acts 1 and 8. He tells us how far to go with it, who to teach, and what he going to give us to, hallelujah, help us with the work. He says, but you shall receive what? Oh, y'all ain't heard this. Y'all ain't heard this. Y'all not ready for this. Huh? That's what the signs, wonders, and miracles is for. As you go out and propagate this gospel, you shall receive what? 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 Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Do you believe it? He gives us power. Power to preach this gospel. Power to accompany this gospel. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me. In Jerusalem... Judea, Samaria, and look, we hear it again. And unto the what? Uttermost part of the earth. Take this thing, Joshua. Take it as far as I take you. Wherever you go, take it with you to the ends of the earth. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this place. Hallelujah. Matthew 16, 15, preach it to every creature. Matthew 4, 19, he says, listen, he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Huh? He tells us in Corinthians, you're going to be ambassadors for Christ. What business should we be about once we get saved? The father's business. And what kind of business is it? It's a business for the souls of men. The first level. The first level that we go at. Saving the souls of men. The very first level. It's our own children. We go after our children. We go after our children with this gospel. We got people wanting to save everybody but their own children. We got people ready to preach to every nation but their own children. Listen, the first place your eyes should wake up and see is your own family. Your children that come out of your loins, your body, your womb. You should want them to know Jesus. You should want them to have a blessed life. 
You should want them not to go to hell when it's all over. You should love them enough to tell them about the God who died for their sins on Calvary. Anybody hear me up in here? Your children, you got to teach them the gospel. Huh? You got to tell them simply that they sent us. And you're going to have great opportunity as a parent to teach them that they sent us because they always doing wrong. They lie, they cheat, they steal, they disobey. And some of y'all fuss, but you don't. Hallelujah. Somebody say facts. Yeah. Some of y'all fuss, but you don't use that fussing to stick the gospel in that. You got to stick the gospel in that. You got to say, you see, because you're good at fussing, you're good at fussing. See, I got to teach y'all to put the gospel in what you're good at. Because you tell them off or you know how to tell them off. When they see you, they know it's on. And it don't take you long to tell them off. You ain't got to think about it. You ain't got to get in the mood. You on sight. You're ready for it. Somebody say facts. That's what I'm talking about. All I'm trying to train you in this class session this morning is to put Jesus, put the gospel in your telling off. You tell them you're too much in them streets. You tell them you're on that alcohol. You tell them you need to stop smoking that. But go ahead and stick it there and say, say, listen, that's why the Bible, what the Bible says is true. Because we all sinners. And you a sinner. Huh? You say, Pastor, but my child, Tyler, they ain't drinking and smoking nothing. But you tell them, but you just lied. You took that cookie and you blame it on your sister. And I want to tell you, little Johnny, you a sinner. You a sinner, little Johnny? Little Johnny, you ain't nothing but three, but you're rotten. On the inside, you're dirty. And let me tell you, little Johnny, only Jesus could save you. You got to start small with them. You see them three over there? They've been here that they dirty, rotten scoundrels since the day they was born. They don't need to come to church and hear we all sinners. They can skip that part of the message. Because if daddy ain't told them, mama, tell them every day, baby, you need a savior. You need a savior, baby. You need a savior. Because you were doing this when you were supposed to do that and I told you that. Hey, and the wages of sin is dead. Anybody hear me? Woo! You got to save them children. And you got to stick the gospel in there. In your fussing, in your argumentation. In your PhD of undressing them with your eyes. Got to put that old rugged cross in there. Tell them that they sinners linked to their behavior. But tell them that the Lord sent us a savior to save us from our sins. Come on, give him praise up in this place. That's how you get them children saved. Now, something else is going to have to happen as you minister. Because as you minister the gospel, they're going to be watching how you live. And I heard Minister Sam bring an awesome word. Amen. Anybody heard that awesome word? Amen. On, on the true vine. And he was talking about wild grapes. And we wonder why, hey, God, we, we, we putting everything into it. That's right. But we look and we don't get the grapes that we want. It's growing wild grapes. We bringing them to church. We telling them about their sins. We doing all that. And them children still not coming out right. What's going on? Well, I'm telling you, you could be doing all these things. Telling them about themselves, bringing them to church. 
But if you got some down low stuff going on, some secret, secret, secret ways. Come on, Pastor, get down now. I ain't gonna get on. But listen, if you got some stuff, you got some stuff with you. You see? Because we tell them do what we say, not what we do. But they only do what you do. They only do what they see. Somebody say facts. They only do what they see, baby. That's why you're getting wild grapes. So the first step is to, is to save your children. Uh -huh. Tell them that gospel. But you got to watch the way you live. You got to watch what you say. You got to watch what you do. You got to stop the download stuff. If you love your children. If they souls worthy of you stopping the download. If that little woman you're seeing while you keep your son in the car. If, he, if his soul is worthy of that relationship. If, if, you, if your son, if your daughter soul is worthy of the little marijuana you're smoking in the backyard. If, if your child's soul is worthy of that bottle that you keep in, in, in your drawer that you think they don't know about, but they know about when they see you drinking that. If they're worthy of your gambling addiction. If they're so worthy of you cursing daddy out and you, you, you fighting on the weekends. If their soul is worthy of the brass room. If their soul is worthy of Miami Moon. See, you got to amend your ways if your child's soul is worthy this moment. You see, my children's soul is worthy this moment. And I'm not saying Pastor Omar is perfect, but hey, God, they ain't going to see me in them streets. Anybody hear me up in here? So I'm asking you, is your children's soul worthy this morning? And you got to amend your ways. You got to do the best you can. And you're going to make some mistakes along the way, but when you make those mistakes, bring it back to the gospel. And don't try to hide it from your children. You just tell your children straight up, mama lost her temper. Daddy lost his temper. And you bring that back to the gospel. Thank God I don't get saved on my own accord, but that I got a savior that died for my inconsistency. And you bring it back to them. Oh, you say, do you want to be born again? Hold their hands and say, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah, they're two years old. Jesus, Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm two-year-old pronouncing Yeshua. <laughs> you use their mistakes to bring them to the gospel. You use your mistakes to bring them to the gospel. Come on, somebody praise him in this place. Woo! So we got to be about the father's business, the works that I do. That's the first part. The first part of that ergon, Greek word, huh? And we try to, got, we got to try to save our kids, got to save our spouses, bring them that gospel. We got to save our extended family, sisters and brothers, huh? Huh? Sisters-in-laws, brother-in-laws, huh? And all those close relatives, all those close relatives, it's really going to be about how you're living, huh? Really going to be about how you're living, huh? Sister-in-law, watch us for years. Oh, huh, sister-in-law, checking us out. Is they, are they real? Are they real? Huh? Oh, sister-in-law, the sister-in-law lived in New Orleans. They bought that. When she walked in the house, the music played. That body, 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 body. <laughs> you know, body, body. That's the New Orleans in a car. You don't know about that. But when you got family members that come, it's a sign that they don't watch you. How my Lord, didn't you watch us? You got to watch them. Make sure they're real. Listen, they're watching you. 
They're watching you. And for some of y'all, let me convict you. The reason why they're not in here, because they're watching. Come on, give it to me. Facts. Yeah! Bruh. <laughs> they're watching you. They're watching you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they're watching you. And so we got to get it together, and we got to get to the Father's business. Huh? Our classmates, our co-workers, even strangers, we got to get to the Father's business. Jesus said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this spot. Hallelujah. Now let's get to it. The other thing that this miracle, this, this work means, he says, he says and it's, it's more in line with the context that we're dealing with in chapter 14. He says, hallelujah. He said, the works, the ergon that I do, shall you do also. That ergon also means deeds, acts, work. Huh? And, and in, in accordance with the context, uh, Jesus is talking about, hallelujah, the signs and wonders, the miracles. Um, and this is good. This is why I put the Father's business first. Why? Because the miracle signs and wonders always follows the Father's business. Huh? If you're about that gospel, if you go and get the souls of men saved, amen, then he's going to accompany with that with miracles, signs, and wonders. I never forget, man, as soon as I got saved, witnessing to, to hey, God, one of my best friends, amen, George Woods. Huh? Anybody remember George Woods? Huh? Huh? My dog. And, and I had just got saved, and I, I, I wanted so bad to bring the gospel to him. To tell him about Jesus. Huh? I get to his house and his mama tells me he's sick. But his mama said, you can go in there and see that. Good thing it wasn't COVID. You understand? <laughs> his mama said, you can go in there and see. I went in there and see my boy. I told him about the gospel. I laid hands on my boy. Healed George Woods on the spot. On the spot. Brother got up, got dressed, and jumping a ride with me, and continued talking about the Lord with me. Now, that was a miracle. Anybody hear me up here? He didn't wait to get dressed. Good thing it wasn't COVID. But, but, but if it was COVID, the Lord would have healed the COVID too. Anybody hear me up in here? Come on, somebody hit it with me. When you're about your father's business, these miracle signs and wonders going to accompany you. Huh? Hallelujah. It always accompanies. Hey, God. Let me see what else I have. Come on. Somebody say, take your time, Pastor. I know I appreciate that. I hadn't seen y'all so long, and I'm just, you know, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, signs and wonders usually point to who real and who fake. Usually. I'm just giving it to you. That's the reason why the Lord do signs, miracles, and wonders. He trying to tell the population who he with. Huh? What is a sign? It's a sign. It's like a billboard on their back. That's my dog. When you see somebody lay hands and they get healed, when you see these miracles, God is saying, that's my dog. And my power is with him. 
This is my son. Hear him. And that's the reason why Jesus came with miracles. That's the reason why he told him in John 14, verse 11, he said, no, listen, you can't believe me because I'm from Galilee, because I'm from Nazareth, and you don't think any good thing come out of Nazareth. But he said, believe me for the work's sake. Because you ain't never saw the blind healed like that. You ain't never saw the dead raised like that. You ain't never saw withered arms come free like that. You ain't never saw the deaf hear and the, the dumb speak. He said, you can't believe me just because of your mind. Believe me for the works. And those works are proof positive that we come from God. As a church, as a people, they might not be able to get that we the Hebrews. They might not be able to fully understand that we Judah. But as we draw closer to God, as the whole world fall away, as we believe him more, as they believe him less, God is going to accompany this house and every house like this house in every city of the world with miracles, signs and wonders. Anybody hear me up in here? It's a part of our vision scripture and revelations. He said you have a little strength. You have dunamis in the house. Miracle working power. And how many people don't receive miracles in this house? Huh? How many people don't been healed in this house? Got a breakthrough in this house? An open womb in this house? Open prison doors in this house? You see? It's miracles, signs, and wonders. And guess what? As the time moves on, expect more of them. Expect more miracles, signs, and wonders. Because the closer we get to him, the more we believe him. Hallelujah. The more he's going to break loose on our behalf. Come on, give him some praise up in here. And tell God what it is. That's facts. That's what that is. Hallelujah. That's what that is. Now, I got to keep it real with you. I'm going to turn it, so I got to tell you to find print. Huh? Miracle signs and wonders do show us most of the time who really with God. But like I told you in the beginning, there will be some unbelievers, some false prophets that still do the miracle signs and wonders. Isn't that something? God allows them that to test our discernment. Let me say that again. God allows that to test our discernment. Because sometimes we could be too much about the sign instead of the person who created the sign. Sometimes we could be too much about the miracle instead of the miracle worker. Sometimes we could be too much about the healing instead of the healer. And so God will sometimes allow the other side to do miracle signs and wonders. But they call false signs. Lion oneness. Anybody hear me up in him? To give you a biblical example of this, amen, we would just have to look at Exodus chapter 7 and verse 12. When Moses went to Pharaoh, and when God told Moses, I'm going to give you a sign, I'm going to give you some signs so that Pharaoh can believe you. One of them, I'm going to take your rod, you throw it down, and your rod going to become serpents. But the workers of the dark magic, the workers of, 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 of sin and, and iniquity. Those on the other side threw their rods down just like Moses did. 
and they rods became serpents as well. But they cast down every man his rod, the magicians, and they became serpents too. But it's going to be a little difference when God work a miracle and the other side work a miracle. Because God has all power. See, the other side just borrowing power. They own borrowed power. Abba is the source of that power. They rods might become snakes too, but Aaron's rod swallowed up the other snake. Gobble them up. Yum, 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 yum. So if Pharaoh wanted to see who had the real backing of God, he could have seen it. But their rods becoming snakes too, if he didn't want to believe the most high. Gave him an excuse. And so sometimes I think that God will let the dark side work miracles too. But those who really don't want to believe God. Those who want an, an excuse not to come to church. Want an excuse not to believe in the most high. Want an excuse not to be saved. Because Pharaoh could always say, you turn the river blood, but they turn it into blood too. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. Woo! Hallelujah. Well, Pastor, well, if they both do miracles, and, I, I, and this, that's a very small portion of the false prophets that do miracles. If they both do miracles, how we know? Let me preach a whole word to you now. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 16. Let me take it to another level. You know a true prophet because the, sign, the signs, wonders, and miracles going to be there with them. But you're going to find some situations where some false prophets work miracles. What do you do then? How can you tell the truth from real then? Jesus said, you shall know them by their fruits. How they living? What they doing on their spare time? Huh? How many women they got on the side? Huh? If they like playing with little boys and little girls. They like the men's and the women's. Oh, y'all not laughing? Can I keep it real with y'all? You're going to know who real, besides the miracles, by their fruit. How they living? Huh? That's how you're going to know. Because a good tree can't produce bad fruit. And a bad tree can't produce good fruit. You're going to be able to tell what kind of tree it is. Just watch them a little while. Huh? And not what people say about them, because good people get slandered. Huh? But you watch their fruit. You shall know them by their fruit. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Another way right quick, amen, for those who are more... Uh, uh, skilled in the word of God you can always pass what they preach and teach through the very word of God as a filter if it go contrary to the scripture you gonna know if they go contrary to the scripture to Christ to the gospel you gonna know that they are false prophets alright so I've given you a, a, a three ways to tell the truth from the faith the real gonna have miracles signs and wonders most of the time alright secondarily when they have some false prophets amen that have them too you're going to know them by their fruit. And then thirdly, run what they say through the word of God. Come on, give God some glory, y'all. We're going to move on to our third point. Y'all doing all right out there? Amen. Amen. 
Hallelujah. I miss y'all. I told y'all that. We talking about this awesome scripture. The works that I do shall he do also. And so let's get to this third point. Shall he do also. So Yahshua is saying that the works uh, that prove that he was with the father. That he and the father were one. Those works. Amen. With people who believe in him. Know him. Agree with him. Trust in him. Hallelujah. To save. Are those that's not saved, but just take him at his word that they're going to be able to do too. Huh? Huh? What works, pastor? The healing. The raising the dead. The stilling the storms. The changing weather. Huh? Now, you know, I ain't personally walked on water, you know, because I ain't tried that like that. I ain't been in the Gulf. Maybe when me and Isaac go fishing again, he could try to just, you good, Isaac? All right, I'm just saying, if you go first, maybe you can call me out. Yeah, I see you go first, then call me out. Maybe my fate not dead just yet, Lincoln. You know what I'm saying? Because that golf is deep. You understand what I'm saying? But, <coughs> but uh, <laughs> we all got to measure our fate. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Philip, Philip, would you care to walk on water with me? All right, so here we go, here we go. The works that he do. <laughs> Minister Doug, come on, baby, moonwalking. You for me, man? Oh, God. He like, you the pastor? <laughs> oh, I'm the pastor now. <laughs> My God, the works that he do, shall we do all? But we're going to do the healing and, the, and yeah, we're going to do all that. See what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 but I was looking at Matthew Henry commentary. He tell us, he says, he says, this, this scripture proves that the disciples should be enabled to do such works as he had done and that they should have a more ample power for doing those works. More ample power than they had before when he had first sent them out. They would get more power to do the works that, that Jesus did. Huh? That's an awesome thing because some preachers and pastors stay away from that. You know, but the Greek and the context show what Jesus is really talking about. Huh? And we know it, Mark 9, 23 says, all things are possible to him who believes. Mark 16 and 17 says, these signs shall follow them that believe. Out of all the things, he says, you're going to cast out devils. He said, you're going to lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. If I can get you to get this text in your soul, it's going to change your life. It's going to change your life and faith this morning coming by hearing and hearing the word of God next time somebody's sick that's near you put your hand on them and quote this scripture Jesus you said the works that you do shall I do also be healed in Jesus name you got to learn how to stand on the word of God you see what I'm saying? It's time to start accepting this scripture as facts. Jesus wants us to do miracles again in these last days. He wants the, want the, hallelujah, the, the last wine to be better than the former wine. He saved the best for last. For the Hebrews, our latter end has always been prophesied to be greater than our beginning. 
And God is saying, if you think you saw something in the Old Testament, you ain't saw nothing yet. If you think you saw something with the apostles, you ain't seen anything yet. I'm going to do a work if they told you you wouldn't believe it in the name of Jesus. My children say that it's so great that some of us might have superpowers up in here when God finished with us. I told him if he given out superpowers, I want to fly, heal the sick, and raise the dead. How else I'm going to get to the hospital on time? I got to zoom, zoom. I busted them hospital rooms, never fear. I don't know what I'm going to put on my chest just yet. And I'm going to have to stay modest, Miss Lou. I can't wear what they're wearing on the TV. It's about to get serious, but you're going to have to believe him. You're going to have to believe him. Huh? Hallelujah. And this is amazing. This is all a part of his plan. Ephesians 4 and 8 tells us that when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive. And every gift that was in him, he wanted those gifts to remain on earth. So he ascended on high four eight say and he listen he gave gifts unto men, huh? Now y'all from Louisiana, so y'all might not understand that, but let me take you to the Mardi Gras parade. <laughs> and y'all all used to stand in the crowd and y'all would holler, "Throw me something, Mister." <laughs> well, when Jesus was ascending on high. He threw him something, mister. Anybody hear me up in here? And it wasn't beads. It was healing. It was prophecy. It was apostleship. It was, hey, God, exhortation. It was death. He was throwing out gifts. Why? Because he didn't need it in heaven where he was going. He wanted it to remain on earth so that the business that he did, we can continue the family business. The works that I do, shall you do also. We are the body of Christ huh? and we got to continue the work of Christ and the work of Christ was not only the souls but it was the signs and wonders that would accompany the preaching of the kingdom you see and people act like they know their Bible but they don't really know their Bible like that this is a part of the package you see wherefore he said when he ascended up on high he led captivity captive, and he said, throw him something, mister. No, he gave gifts unto me. See? Somebody catch a gift from Jesus. Somebody catch a gift from Jesus. Because you got a gift in you that you probably never even operated in. Woo! You got a gift in you that you probably never even operated in. You see, you like that Louisiana land that looked like swamp on the top, but ain't nothing but oil underneath. You rich underneath the surface. <laughs> you just hadn't tapped in. Look at your neighbor and say, tap in. Yeah, yeah, don't tap out, tap in. You see, there's a well of power bubbling up in you. Black gold, Texas tea. Anybody hear me up in here? I'm about to get excited up in here. Don't do it, Tom. I can't help it. You? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said those works that I did shall you do also. And let me bust your head because they keep going. I'm going to bust your head, bust your head. Bust your head wide open, bust your head wide open. <laughs> look what he said, look what he said, look what he said. I'm telling you, look what he said. Verse 12, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also? And greater works. Ow! I want to do 10 push-ups right now. I'm telling you, I'm excited. Omar, you got some sit for me? Oh, he said, oh, no, there. No, no, no. It's hard for me to do one. Listen. He said, not only will you do what I did, but greater works. You see what kind of person Jesus is? He ain't no hater. He ain't, he ain't no hater like some of us. Some of us only want the people that follow us to do less than us. Jesus said, I'm not only going to let you follow me and let you do what I do, but you're going to do greater than me. You're going to be bigger than me. You're going to preach better than me. You're going to teach. You're going to save more souls than me. You got greater works, he said. Woo! That's a real one right there. That's a real one right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, bro. I got a humper out of him, baby. Ooh, that's a real one, baby. He said, greater works. That greater. I still got a little time. Come on, have me three minutes on that. Can I get three minutes on that? I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. That greater works is, is, is my zone in the Greek. It means, first off, more. More numerous, greater in number. And we understand that. Because Jesus was saying, the works I do shall you do also, and greater works greater in number. Because when I came, I was a finite person, and I could only do miracles in this little area. And so, but I'm going to die, go to heaven, give gifts, pass gifts out to the world. When I had all the gifts, I'm going to distribute my gifts, Jesus said. To the world. And so it's not just one Jesus no more walking. Huh? It's a whole church of Jesus is walking. Are you getting that? It's not just one container of my vessel, one container, one vessel of my power, but I got a whole church, Jesus said, full of them now. Just imagine that. If we had to really turn loose in Lafayette, like the scripture tell us. This church would be packed next Sunday because the people of God would go out there in the power of God. I ain't feeling well. Be healed in Jesus name. Huh? I need a word. Listen, I, I read this morning. God told me he going to bless you. You know what I'm saying? We begin to act like Jesus. We do the works that he do. And he said greater works because as he multiplies himself, we're going to have greater miracles in number. Greater miracles in number. He was just a finite person for 33 years doing works in a little geographic area. But when he went up, that area multiplied to cover the face of the whole earth. And not just for 33 years, but it's been 2,000 years of miracles, signs, and wonders greater in number. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this place. But this mind zone not only means greater in number, but greater in degree, larger, mm. Mm. more bang for your buck. Huh? So Jesus is saying, secondly, 
you're going to do bigger miracles than me. I was reading Matthew Henry, and he, 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 he interprets this. He says that the disciples should do greater works than these. It means in the kingdom, they should work greater miracles. No miracle is small, but some seem greater than others. Christ healed with the hem of his garment, but Peter would heal with his shadow. <laughs> huh? Huh? Paul would heal with a handkerchief. Huh? Christ wrought miracles two or three years in one country, but his followers wrought miracles in his name for ages in diverse countries. Believers, you shall do greater works huh, for the glory of God. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. It's the word of God, y'all. It's the word of God. Let me take your faith up huh, another level. Somebody say greater works. Yeah, 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 you got to get ready for it because God want to do it through you. Huh? Hallelujah. Jesus tells us why at the end of this verse. Why are we going to be able to do what he did and even Shalanda, Deaconess, greater works? Why? How can we do this? Listen, those works are the works that prove that he God. If we all doing the same works that he did in greater, that's kind of, those works prove he God. Don't that mess that up? Don't mess that up at all. Why, Pastor? Well, we know he God because he not only can do the works, but he can equip us to do the works too. <laughs> That's how we know he God. Yeah. Only God can equip a people to do works like that. Only God can equip a people to heal and raise the dead. You ain't had that before he told you that. You see? Somebody say greater works. You see? Why? How? How can we do the works and the greater works? He says, because I go to my Father. And so whenever we go to do a miracle, understand that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost sitting on the throne, on the firmament, right above the open heaven that's over us right now. And as we pray, oh God, heal him. In Jesus' name, huh? The son leaned over to the father and said, that's one of mine. Hook him up. And the father, look at the ghost and say, send the power. Anybody hear me up in here? Send the power. So he said, you can expect the greater works because I go to the father. I'm there on your behalf. I'm your intercessor, your go-between. I'm your advocate. Anything you need, you got the hookup. Holler if you hear me. You understand what I'm saying? You see, we black, so we understand the concept of hookup. You riding, y'all hungry at night. You say, man, we going to McDonald's, man. Why y'all going to McDonald's? I got the hookup. You understand what I'm saying? I used to have a boy at Taco Bell. It'd be late. Huh? After the game and everything. Y'all wouldn't always say, listen, so they'd be, they'd be like, man, oh, why you always eating Taco Bell, man? I got the hookup. You understand what I'm saying? I paid $3, leave with a big old bag of stuff. All you hear is the Taco Bell when I'm all gong. All you hear is that. I got Chilitos, burritos, Mexican pizza. You see, when you got the hookup, you can get things that you really can't afford. 
get things you normally shouldn't get because you have what? You got the hookah. Hallelujah. You see, in heaven, you got the hookup. So you can get things on earth that you can't afford. You can get things on earth that you shouldn't have. You see, you trust your earthly hookup at Taco Bell and McDonald's more than you trust your heavenly hookup in Jesus. You got the hookup. He telling you because I go to the Father. You got somebody on the inside. You're going to be able to do some things, accomplish some things that you normally can't accomplish because I go to the Father. I'm there on your behalf. I'm your intercessor, your advocate. Huh? When you need me, just holler at me. And that's the reason you'll be able to do the works that I do and greater works. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this place. Hallelujah, musicians, y'all come and deliver me because, listen, ooh, I can keep going. Yes, I can. But I feel that y'all ain't been used to my preaching for a long time. So I will slowly get you back accustomed to the hour and 30 minute sermon that you should be used to. So I won't do it today, but next Sunday we are going to go a little longer. What that is, y'all? That's right, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna slowly warm y'all up. I'm gonna slowly warm y'all up. It ain't for me, it's for y'all. You see, the next time we come, he, he in 13, whenever y'all ready, y'all can go in 13, because if y'all don't start, I'm gonna go in. <laughs> just read it, Pastor, just read it. He gonna go into in 13, he says, and, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. Huh? Don't teach it, Pastor. Wait till next Sunday. Yay! Whatsoever. Whatever you need. Wherever you need it. However you need it. Whatsoever. Oh, come on. You could do better than that because I'm in need of some things. I'm in need of some things. I'm in need of some things. He said, whatsoever you shall ask in my name. Not that I might do it. He said, I will. I will. I will. I will do it. I will do it. I will do it. That the Father might be glorified. I'm telling you, I'm ready to preach it right now, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait on it. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Listen, you don't know the promises that you have this morning. You ain't been utilizing the promises that you have this morning. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Brother Bryce, Deacon Bryce and, and Minister Phil taught on that prayer. When it's all over, you're going to wish you prayed more. Because you have access. You have access. You have things that God ready to give you right now if you will only believe. If you will only receive, if you will only treat this word like the facts that it is, God is ready. Listen, we'll come back. We'll come back next week and we'll talk about 
that whatsoever. We'll get into his name. We'll talk about that he might be glorified. Woo! Not only the Father, but in the Son. We'll get off into it. But until then, listen, we got to get ready and make sure that, that we write. We got to make sure that we are believing believers. All right? First, we got to make sure that we saved. And how do we get saved? We heard about it. It all happened at Calvary. It all happened at Calvary. Worship team was so on it. Every song was just about victory. About in, in Jesus' name. It just, they worship touched me today. You see? You see? They were just on it, man. So listen, I got to get out your way. If you are not saved in this place or don't know whether you're saved or not. Listen, we went over the gospel crystal clear in the first point. You just got to admit that you're a sinner. Believe that Yahshua died for your sins. That he is the only lifeboat to save us from this sinking Titanic. And we have to confess him as our Lord and our Savior, our King, our Messiah. We admit, believe, and confess, and you shall be seen. I'm going to call an altar call here in a second, ushers. Y'all can make your way and open the gates already. And so it's going to be for people who want to make sure they're saved. But secondarily, for the believers, you know you ain't been believing this scripture like you should. And there's some things that God want to do through you, hallelujah, that he's not. But you are ready for a new season. You ready for a new awakening? You ready for a new power, a new level? You ready for God to do miracles, huh? They might not believe you because you're from Eunice, you're from Opelousas, you're from Palmetto. They might not believe you because of that. But when they watch what God do through you, they going to have no reason but to believe that God is for you, that God is with you. Hey! So at this altar, we're going to call down power. And we're going to call down faith. And we're going to ask God to write that scripture upon our souls, the works that he did. Shall we do also? We're going to call a whole prayer meeting at this altar. Like the early church did. Right after they got persecuted, they asked God, God, woo! release your power that signs and wonders might be done in the mighty name of your son that dear child Jesus and the Bible says the place was shaken hey! are you ready to be shaken this morning are you ready for God to shake some things in your life this morning hey shake some haters off shake some dust off shake some addictions off shake some bad habits off are you ready for a shaking? Shake some tiredness off. Some fatigue off. Hey, come to the altar. Come to the altar. If you're ready for a shaking, come on. The altar is ready. The altar is ready. The altar is ready. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on to this altar. Come on to this altar. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. 
Hallelujah. A shaking. A shaking. A shaking. Woo! A shaking. Woo! A shaking. Hallelujah. A shaking. Come on. A move of God. A move of God. A move of God. Woo! A move of God. A shaking. A shaking. Hallelujah. A shaking. A move, a move, hallelujah, a move, a move, hey, Woo! thank you, thank you for shaking, hallelujah, hallelujah, Woo! hallelujah, prophetess, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God,
we're going to cover the father's business first. Let's pray for the souls of men. And then we're going to pray for the power that we'll be able to win the souls of men ourselves. Somebody say, Abba, most high God. I agree with you that I am a sinner. I agree with you that I can't save myself. I run to the only lifeboat that's available. I run to Jesus, to the cross, to your love. And I believe that you died for me. That you died for me. That you were buried. But in three days, you rose again. I believe it with all my heart. So save me. Forgive me. Fill me with your spirit. And use me for your glory. And now God. Make me. A fisher of men. Help me. To bring others. To you. And give me the power. To do so. From these hands. Work signs. Wonders. And miracles. You said the works that you do that we will do also. I know you can't lie. So do it through me. Do it through me. Do it through me. Signs, wonders, and miracles so that they may believe you. So that they can get saved. Heal sickness through me. Work miracles. Through me. Like you said you would. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.